Hello and welcome to the Clear Clutter Find Time podcast. I'm Bridget Johns, organization expert and time optimizer at Be Simply Free. I adore supporting busy women to save time and money and reduce their mental load by decluttering their homes, phones, calendars, and minds so they can spend more time collecting moments, not things. Each week, I'll share simple yet practical tips to help you and your family get organized because mums aren't maids and family members need to be part of the team to run a household too. If you're ready to go from overwhelmed to organized, let's get started with today's episode. I have Trish and Heather from the Scribble Club joining us today. Trish is a building designer and Heather is an architect and together they form the Scribble Club, which provides an online education platform for beginners to learn about designing, renovating and flipping properties. Their signature course, First Flip Formula, has been created to inspire and motivate beginners to do their first flip. They want to empower women to create their own financial freedom and make a positive impact through real estate. They keep their information real and simple. So welcome to the podcast, Trish and Heather. Thank you. I love recommendations and I start each of my podcast episodes sharing something that's simplifying my life and bringing joy to my life. So I would love to open it up to you two for one of you sharing something that's simplifying your life and one sharing something that's bringing joy to your life. Yeah, well, definitely talk about simplifying. So through life's journey, you do a lot of personal development and self-development and the new mantra I'm on at the moment is what do you really want and when you work out what you really want that simplifies what you do in incredible amount because there's so much white noise and we get so stuck in the thinking that the want is the new clothes and the new car and the new whatever it is that's fashionable at the moment but really what I want is a beautiful lifestyle to be able to not really have to have a winter so I've chosen to live six months in northern part of the state with beautiful so winter is like our summer in Tassie and then the other six months in Tassie. So it's really about defining what you want and keeping it simple. And the more you can simplify that, the easier everything else becomes because everything else just becomes clear and follows along with those lines. So while it'd be nice to have a brand new car and material things, for me, the want is more about lifestyle and simplification and what makes me happy, which brings me to joy. So Trish, you've got some joy moments, I'm sure. My biggest joy is my girls and what they manage to achieve. So being a part of them, I've got two girls that are 8 and 11, so being a part of their lives, whether they're in their gymnastics or their dancing, so being there to support them, but also having the freedom at home so that they can express themselves. And craft is a big one, and I have a specific craft cupboard that they can access any time that they want and they can get in and paint or draw or just be free and expressive through that. As a creative, it's great to see my girls experience that joy through that way. I love both of them. And Heather, you sing from the same hymn book as I do around those focusing on collecting moments, not things. And yes, new things would be lovely sometimes, but do we really need them? And does it free us up if we're not spending the money on the new thing and enjoying what we have? And I love that focus of creativity too. I'm reading a book called Unicorn Space by Eve Rodsky talking about that, how a lot of women reduce their creativity and don't have anything that they do for themselves. So it's great you're embedding that in your daughter's life already with that craft folder. Can you both tell us a bit about yourselves and where you're based and how you came together to form the Scribble Club? Heather and I actually connected through here in Firebuilder with Tina Tower. We were off in different directions doing our own thing. Heather reached out and said, hey, I'm in Tassie. Any chance you want to catch up for lunch? We've both got that passionate in regards to design. 
being really functional design is one of our biggest things like why are we making those choices and what benefit can it do us for now and for our future and that's what we instill in all our own projects as well as our clients projects so that's a little bit how we quickly met it's just been not even 12 months yet has it Heather and I think the thing too, Bridget, is we think in a very similar manner, which has been very advantageous, even though we come from different backgrounds. So Trisha's a building designer and I'm an architect, so intrinsically in the same field, but completely different in some respects. I guess we're at that point where we're now mature enough to sit down and have the conversations and just work out what each other wants and how we go and work out what we think is going to be best for our clients. So we're really looking to empower women to be able to get into real estate. So we know that We want them to have their own financial freedom. And part of that whole journey is about not being afraid to understand what you're talking about. So the terminologies can be complex, trying to make everything simple and real so that they can do things in their own home to make their homes better before they do a big renovation or before they get into doing flipping. But we know that with time, say 10 years of time and doing a few flips, you should be able to create your own financial freedom. So that's what we're really passionate about too, is making sure that women can stand on their own two feet financially and not have to rely on others and have the confidence to be able to start that under the guidance of professionals. A lot of people in our industry are doing this sort of work, but they haven't got the professional credentials. And that's something that we bring to the table is that we've been been doing it for 25 odd years and we've got lots of experience and made mistakes but we've learned a lot and we're really simplifying everything down and decanting it so that it's very easy to understand. Yes and I love that functional design for now and into the future because it links in with when I talk about stop focus notice a lot of people just keep doing what they've always done and don't take the time to think about what is truly functional in this season of life and what you're wanting for the future as well and you guys have got your own podcast airing what you do tell me about that how long's that one been running? I think we're up to about 20 odd episodes now I think. 29 we've just hit. We should have a 30th birthday party or something. Basically, The Sketchy Ladies is our podcast name. The Sketchy is regards around drawing, not that we're a bit dodgy, (laughs) but we thought it was a fantastic name. It's geared around the fundamentals of design. So we actually go through the first few podcast episodes are in relation to the fundamentals of design. So we're talking about planning, we're talking about selecting sites and this is a lot around new homes and renovations as well as potential apartments and smaller dwellings so we generally talk about residential we don't go into commercial work but what we have then taken on is specific focuses on either rooms or project types so it might be talking about a kitchen and the function and design about that the first five episodes are fundamentals, the design basics. So we have our saying inside, outside, upside down. So we're talking about the building or a house or an apartment. And then up to episode 22 is all about individual rooms. So if you're thinking about designing a kitchen or a bathroom or a laundry, jump in and just listen to a single episode if you want to based on that specific thing. 22 is about healthy homes. And then from there, we're migrating into flipping, but we're also talking about property cycles and this flip formula, which is all about finding the right property to flip and lending with a money and property investment money partner, improving value by renovation and then selling for a profit. And I love the factor that podcasts you can come and look through. And if you're looking at kitchens this week, you can scroll back through and find out the one that you're looking for and yeah, have it in your ear while you're walking around your own space and see what could work in your space. And you mentioned there about flipping. So I was looking on your social medias this morning and was blown away to see you're aiming to have a house flipped in 99 days. Uh, so tell us a bit more about that and the first flip formula. 
Yeah, so we've come up with the first flip formula because Trisha's said in passing, oh, I'd really like to do what you've done, which is build up a portfolio. And I went, well, I could teach you how to do that. So between us, we've had this synergy of ideas and Trish is an expert in designing kitchens and bathrooms. So part of that is also that we've got many courses on kitchens and bathrooms, but flipping can be fast or it can be slow. A lot of the shows you see on television are very unrealistic in terms of the timeframes, the budgets, everything like that. So what we want to do is keep it real. So it's going to be a really behind the scenes thing that we go through absolutely everything, the good, the bad, the ugly. So we'll take footage of everything that we're doing. So people actually get the real nuts and bolts and they can see that we're just busy mums. That's a whole part of it. We're busy mums with a side hustle. I'm excited to see the ups and downs in the real life. And I'm sure even when you're doing the renovations, as I said, there's some hints and tips people can take and action in their own home as well. And I talk about having a humming home where all members of the household take part in the process because mums aren't maids and it shouldn't just be on the mums. You talked about being busy mums yourselves. Can you tell me a bit more about healthy homes? What does a healthy home mean to you two? It's interesting because there's a real misnomer about what the word healthy actually means. And so to us, it's a combination of things. But the main thing is that your environment is a healthy environment. So it doesn't matter how well you feed your family or, you know, how well you interact together. If you've got mold on the walls, if you've got problems with the ventilation, if you've got poor air quality, they're the sorts of things that will really affect your health. So the, the things that we really focus on is having really good quality natural light and tuning into circadian rhythms. So having blackout blinds and things that mean that you can sleep properly because we all know that sleep is really critical to our health. The other things are obviously like lack of mold. We don't want water issues. So if you have got mold and any sort of water leaks, get the water leaks fixed. Your mold won't go unless your water leaks are fixed. Keeping the place clean, obviously bacteria is a huge issue in homes and keeping things clean. So making sure all your silicon is the sort of silicon that doesn't mold. So mold is huge. Trish, you've probably got a few as well in terms of planning. I love my planning. And I think that's where a lot of those points that you've brought up, uh, Heather, are things that we can avoid through good design, if you, especially if you're looking at a new home or renovating. How can we get that ventilation through the house? How can we in our walls and windows? So, uh, and reducing the amount of moisture. Moisture is probably one of the worst things we can have in our homes. So what we can do to prevent issues in the long term. So it's planning for that future and providing the best possible outcome. Great. Yeah, so many tips. I'm a big believer in starting and using 1% of your day to make a change, which is 14.4 minutes. So is there any simple ways families can start building a healthy home uh, in under 15 minutes? I think there's a lot of things we can do in our kitchen. Organisation is a big thing and easy clean surfaces. So say you you are just doing minor updates or anything in your kitchen, you want to have something that is easy, easily cleaned and wiped over so that we're not increasing the amount of cleaning time in the day as well. I was a fan of the one minute manager I read years and years ago. And that theory is that if it takes less than one minute, do it immediately because otherwise they build up. And so I've tried to instill that with my family. So I've got a hubby and a 11 year old boy, and that's like having two 10 year old boys <laughs> in terms of dropping dirty clothes, etc. And we are also volunteers in Surf Life Savings. So we're always at the Beach Boys. So 
on your way through to the shower, drop everything in the washing machine. In the morning, I make my son make his bed every morning and tidy things up, ready to go to swim training in the afternoon. So he's now got his bag with his goggles and his fins because we spent months chasing, where's my goggles? Where's my fins? Where's this? And it drove me absolutely insane. So if everything's got its place, and I know Trish and I are huge fans of what we call mudrooms, which are probably a bit more popular overseas, but a mudroom is the first place you come into either through a back door or a side door where you can decant some of the stuff, your school bag, or your dirty shoes, your sandy shoes, before you've tracked it all the way through the house. And again, what that does, it stops firstly bacteria and dirt and mess tracking through the house, but it also makes it easier for you to clean in the long term because you've only got this very small area that's going to have that build up of sand that you can quickly get rid of. So I think in terms of cleaning the house, cleaning and bacteria is a huge thing with healthy homes to keep a house clean. So the little things we can do on a quick basis or a one minute basis really helps you over the course of a week. Yes, mudrooms are a really great feature. And while we don't have a whole mudroom space in our home, I talk about launch pads. So we have drawers in the kitchen that we've decluttered and don't have as many platters and things in the kitchen. So my handbag goes in one of those drawers. Husband's got a drawer for all the random things that come out of his pocket. And then the kids have a decluttered dining room buffet cupboard, which used to have the extra cutlery that we don't use for dinner parties anymore. So they have their school bags in there. While it'd be wonderful to build an extra space on, another option is to use a garage area where people are coming through. See if you can use what you have if you don't have the option of building an extra space on. And I loved how you talked about that functional design and talking about kitchens, Trish, the Thermomix. It is something that a lot of people struggle with as a item that many people have on their benches. I know you have some creative ways of storing it and that is another resource you have on your website. Can you give us a bit of an idea of your design tips on those bigger appliances in the kitchen spaces? I do love my Thermomix. I use it almost every day. I am one of those people that picks it up off the bench and I put it in a drawer. I specifically had a drawer made to the right height helps when your husband's a cabinet maker but some of the things that we've covered in our design guide that's free on our website is that we look at where you can locate your thermomix and if you've got a butler's pantry you might put it in that or it might be out in your main kitchen consider things like your exhaust fan especially if we're using a varoma can we place it in under an exhaust fan having it in a spot where you've got plenty of power points <laughs> That's one of our PowerPoints. <laughs> Mr. Farmer, he has a habit of when I'm away purchasing things and the latest one was the air fryer and that does take up a lot of that bench space. So maybe I'll have to see if there's a, a space, readjust our pantry so it can go down the bottom of the pantry. But at the moment, because it's a bit of a novelty, it's probably getting more used than the Thermomix. So it's living on the bench at the moment. <laughs> All right. So for the women that can't flip their homes right now, what are some practical tips that they can do to make their spaces more functional, maybe with some kitchen tips thrown in there too? Well, some of the, the quick quick turnover things is, that is what is the external, like the organisation, getting your bench shops decluttered is probably one of the biggest ones. But there are minor things you can do in a kitchen like new splashbacks. So you might have a really patterned or dark style splashback. So bringing that back, pulling that off, bringing it into a nice uh, tiled splashback or a laminate depending on where it's located. That could be a quick turnaround for you. If you've got an older style timber kitchen, you could be painting it, sanding it back and painting it, which would be a really great way to to freshen up so there are some small things like that even updating tapware handles there's another little one that doesn't have to cost a lot to replace handles 
in regards to bathrooms, the same sort of things can be done. So you can replace handles on cabinetry, paint timber doors, maybe a new bench top or a new basin. So you could just replace that whole vanity and, and your bathroom can be made to look a whole lot different. So Heather, I know that uh, you cover a little bit more in regards to the whole house, but yeah, the, those two areas are the most expensive rooms that we can turn around quite quickly. Yeah, that's part of our first flip formula is that we want to limit the risk on what people are doing. So at absolute worst case, they're doing a kitchen and bathroom, but they're probably doing less. So we're doing cosmetic style renovations because what we don't want people to do is run out and do major renovations with zero skill because that's where they get themselves into trouble, both financially and also with what we call scope of work. So the extent of works that needs to be done as soon as we've got to do anything structurally, whether that's in an apartment or in a house, we need all sorts of approvals. So a lot of people aren't aware these days, if you're doing anything more than and stripping out cabinetry and replacing it in kitchens and bathrooms if we're actually doing major modifications all of that needs approval so I would just say to people just be very well aware of what you're doing but my quick tip for the kitchen which I think is a good one because Trisha's got the most fantastic setup here stations so I, I call it a station so she's got a coffee station and her coffee machine's there I have what we call a breakfast stations. So everything's there ready to go. I've got the tea, the coffee, whatever we need, whatever all the individuals need. If you're a smoothie person, have your smoothie set up. And I've given this tip to a few people and they've said it's really changed their whole morning process and getting out the door because a lot of people find it difficult in the mornings to get the kids ready and get them out the door. So depending on what your morning process is, tailor in a station or a snack station. If the kids come home and they, they want certain types of food, have your snack station. It doesn't have to be on the bench. It can be in the cupboard, but it's that it's always there in that one particular place. I just get in trouble if I move a station because I've cleaned up or reorganized. <laughs> I love that. It's similar to my putting like with like and simplifying the process for everyone. And a key part of that is communicating it with family members. So they're not putting things in the old home because that's what our brain does. It's so used to putting things back where it was, or hopefully putting things back to start with. <laughs> so stations is a great way to think about it. And what you're doing is really setting your home up for your family, not your visitors, which is something else I preach. You don't have to have a spare room set up in your house just because your parents always did. The room I'm sitting in now was a spare room that got used probably 5% of the time. And now it's my office and gets used 95% of the time. Really make your kitchen and all your spaces functional. And I love what Trish said around clearing those bench tops and particularly in bathrooms as well. We can have all the potions and lotions and everyone's got different shampoo and conditioner these days. But if we can really strip back and simplify how many things are on benches and the side of the bath, it can just help be clearer and calmer for everyone to walk into. Thank you for those tips. And I'm a big believer there's more to life than working and cleaning and I declutter so I can have more time to collect moments, not things. I'd love to know what you both love to do with your time when you're not working and looking after the family. What do you enjoy to do? I'm all about my girls, my daughters and my dog. <laughs> I, I do like my husband. <laughs> He's around too. <laughs> but a lot of it's just supporting the girls to be doing the best that they can in, the, in their chosen pathways. My daughter's in a concert in a couple of weeks and I, I made the cakes for stage props to be, but that was just to be a part of it and got her involved to so that creativity side of it. And that's to me is a big thing. Like my other daughter, she's getting into cheerleading and she wants to learn her backhand handsprings so we sort of get hands-on and do that with her so it's not just about putting them in front of a telly it's just about being hands-on and being part of their lives sounds like you're doing a bit of creativity with them as well so there's yeah. that dual benefit there that's right yeah what about you heather well my spare time i love volunteering so i think that's part of the whole 
evolution journey once you get to the point where you are financially free you're able to have a lot more free time to be able to volunteer and give back so i'm an avid surf lifesaver and for example next weekend i'll be a referee for a nipper carnival of 300 kids able to compete because i can go and run the carnival and organize it and set it up so part of that is about giving back to the community which is what i love to do but apart from that i love the beach so walking on the beach and we just bought a bush block so i love the duality between beach on one hand bush on the other and also love renovating so that's why trish and i have just bought this home because we're going to be busy doing a lot of that so the house we bought we've named shirley because she was built in the 50s and she's just a gorgeous old relic but shirley needs a facelift and that's what we're going to do we're going to give shirley a new burst of life and we're really big advocates of reusing buildings and getting the most longevity out of them. And Shirley's got good bones. She's got great structure. She's just a bit tired and a bit unloved. So part of that whole facelift and rebirth, it's it's kind of like a makeover, if you will. And that's what we're going to do. And I think the outcomes, people will be surprised at how you can take something so very plain and make it really extraordinary and really beautiful and just see how we do that process. So yeah, we'll be renovating. I'm excited to see those before and afters and what elements of the old and new you can blend together and recycle elements and what you choose to put in there. So talking about this flip, how can people be on the journey with you from those 99 days? How can people learn more about the Scribble Club and first flip formula? Well, we're most active on Instagram at the moment. So we have the Scribble Club, at the Scribble Club, obviously, and at First Flip Formula. But if you go on to at First Flip Formula, we're going to have a story a day and it'll track through day one to day 99. So you can follow the stories. Then we'll also have practical tips. So we'll also have budget check-ins. So on the actual posts themselves will be all sorts of different things, some tips. If we've used a particular solution to clean the walls, we'll put that up. If we've picked a certain tile or a certain sample, there might be a mood board. So there's all sorts of different things that'll be coming up through there. So we're just really going to go real and just do it as we go. Let's be real. That's what I talk about all the time. So excited to see it in a reno that I'm not doing. (laughs) Yeah. So it's, it's really about being behind the scenes and seeing what goes in to it that you don't just go, oh, here's the messy one. Here's the one we did. And it didn't cost us very much. And it was all fabulous. That's not real life. We're all about, yeah, we've got budgets. It's going to be hard to make the budget. There's yeah, there's struggles, but what we're going to do is just show you work, how we work through it all. So it's exciting. Wonderful. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode and everyone go over and follow the Scribble Club and First Flip Formula to see the behind the scenes of making this renovation happen in 99 days. So thank you so much, Heather and Trish, for joining me. It's a pleasure. Thank you. I hope you're enjoying these podcast episodes. I'm really loving being able to talk to you and being in your ears to share my tips. My love language is acts of service, so the best free gift you could give me is to hit follow in your podcast app and leave a five-star review. Maybe you know someone else who could benefit from these tips. Why don't you share a screenshot of this episode to your Instagram stories tagging me, be.simplyfree, so more people can find this podcast. See you next week.